What does it take to be evil? Was it a lack of morals? Like a shadow grain shopkeeper charging exorbitant prices for his goods to eke out what riches he can, knowing that the land is dying? Or is the lack of compassion the same as a young wizard who had been trapped for so long, using and taking what can further his endeavors and ignoring aught else? Perhaps it is a lack of faith seen in the cruel blades and sharp eyes of the Stensian hunter and the Vistani assassin. Or maybe a lack of loyalty held in the plotting vampire with the face of a friend working in the shadows against her keeper. A lack of flexibility seen in an inquisitor, furious at the burning of her town, raging against a force she does not know how to fight. Or just perhaps a lack of fear, of defeat, of seeing something as impossible no matter the cost, no matter the loss. Like, like a tinkerer searching for an answer feverishly to recover lost love. And an old man in the body of a beautiful tyrant wishing for drive and the soul and image of someone he thought he lost. Committing crimes in the name of the impossible that seems so possible. And that hope sometimes makes all the difference. But perhaps again, maybe this drive was their good. Who knows what evil is, listener? Until you stumble across it? Mayhaps we'll find out. Hi, Internet. I know you probably didn't expect to hear back from us after last session, but here we are <clears throat> once again on Curse of Innistrad uh, to catch up with speed. If for some reason you didn't finish up the last episode, but if also just to help those of you who <laughs> may not have remembered our gripping conclusions uh, after defeating all of the evil that they could find except for a hellish portal at the bottom of the uh, Vokter house. And a handful the, uh, of manservants that better watch their backs. <laughs> a handful of missing manservants. Um, they evacuated the premises and uh, our intrepid band of heroes uh, set about setting it aflame after rescuing the uh, daughter of Lady Vokter, Stella, out of the house. Um, through a number of different means, uh, they accomplished various goals, and uh, including making sure the building burnt properly, uh, escorting the information, uh, the daughter herself to safety, and other various deeds around the city. Uh, Nick, through, uh, I guess, just plain honesty, learned about the situation involving Faustus and raising the dead. Uh, Grove still hasn't yet. Um, Illyria is still uh, keeping watch over Stella. Grimhild seems to be investigating something of her own while going about the party, and Faustus is returning from the east where uh, he had let loose a zombie lady, Vokter, to go see Strephon Moore. And finally, Conrad had just dropped to the ground and started meditating as he felt a heat roll across his body and his muscles surge. Conrad. Yes? You focus and think and try not to think. What is it the 
clarifying thought or chant or idea that you leave in your head as this warmth and almost animalistic feeling just grabs at your muscles and all of your hair stands on end. Um, trying to look through to see if I have any good prayers I haven't used yet. Um, I will fall back on one of the te- teachings of Rabindranath. Uh, faith is the bird that sings the light when the dawn is still dark. Okay. You concentrate on that. Repeating it. It becomes a droning monologue that consumes up your mind. You feel a fire inside, something pumping warm blood, but you keep chanting. Maybe out loud, maybe in your head, maybe both, but eventually your eyes open and you're pretty sure you're still you. You still feel intensely warm. There's a prickle to your skin and almost electricity in the air, but it's still dark. There's still no Faustus' wagon. And you are still outside of the Baroness's Manor where you've been told to leave the city. All right. I'm going to track the wagon tracks. Figure out Give me a survival ga- check. Figure out which gate he went to. Um, survival, huh? Yep. Dang. I'm not the worst at that. I got a 13. Okay. Um, the area is always damp. It always is. And since the wagon was parked outside the barn as there wasn't room for it itself, you're able to get enough of the tracks to know that he headed in the eastward direction, and that's the gate he would have had to go through. All right. I'll head there as quickly as possible. Okay. Uh, it is not very long as you start heading in that direction. Uh, first going north is the main boulevards, or not really boulevards, it's probably too fancy for a city like this, <laughs> streets, <laughs> uh, which are better paved and would require less uh, unnecessary turning head north before heading east. And as you do so, you meet Grimhild moving to you at a relatively decent speed. Hello. Well, Conrad, what's, um, how, like, visibly is he, like, pissed? He he definitely seems agitated, but not supernaturally so. <laughs> like, the strangest thing about him, other than agitation, he just seems to be holding himself kind of stiffly and large. Yeah. Like, shoulders kind of Constantly hunched, sort of look to it. Where's Faustus? That's what I aim to find out. She frowns. Like, she she was scowling before, then it turns into, like, a full frown. I'll accompany you. If you like. I don't, but it seems prudent. One way or another, it ends now. Yeah, she's gonna go with him. Okay. Uh, Grove. Yes. You were overseeing the, uh... <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Uh, the flames that were taking the Walker house uh, and you heard the cracking and collapsing of lumber and wood and much of it has fallen after having seen that happen uh, what are you doing are you still just watching after uh, yeah like he and Nick are basically on fire duty until the house is gone and the kind of fl- he, until like the house is collapsed enough or the flames are gone and like while the spine breaking of the roof is great and all it still doesn't deal with the summoning circle down at the basement sure and nick did you have any other things to do than simply waste your time and hide your mind by uh continuing to labor at this yeah no he's just waiting for a devil to pop out of the ashes uh i'll say both of you and you can make me a uh perception check what else we should meanwhile grove sees all the things i was used to having to see things your dog has advantage. He has keen senses. Yeah, he's a good dog. Uh, that's what? What's uh, perception based off of? Oh, there uh, it is. Wisdom. Never mind. 
but your dog probably has a specific perception skill score. Plus mine. Wow! <laughs> He's very consistent. He's very consistent. So, Grove, uh, as the time has taken while you've stayed here, um, the area is filled with smoke, some ash, well, not some, a lot of ash, mingling with the uh, damp air. Creates this sort of sticky gray that just grasps onto things. Many people started put up, pulling up scarves and various things to keep their mouths as safe as possible. They still go around this business. As it's become a little bit safer, some people are not as urgently tending to fires. Um, and there are two things you notice. So I know for the record, Firstly, Nick is going around going, oh, shucks, we couldn't save it kind of shit. He's just going around saying that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, firstly, something that all of you notice to a degree is uh, a sense of kind of bitterness. And I'm not really sure if there's another term for it other than bitterness, but a sad anger of sorts. Uh, resentment, maybe? Not exactly. It's like melancholy, but instead of like lightly sad, it's angry in place of the light. I don't know. <laughs> word for it um you hear some murmurings about uh this is what happens right make try and do something different try and stand up to the people like that other words uh speaking somewhat about the oh gods what are we going to do oh excuse me oh angels what are we going to do now we, another house burned not by vampires this time it seems there's generally an immense sense of unease and people dissatisfied and i guess resentment still the closest but not towards specifically people not towards specific individuals anyway the other thing you notice grove more in particular is though there is the slowly dimming flames of the smoldering house uh you particularly notice over in one section a wriggling in the dirt a uh, few loosened pieces of topsoil that seem to knock over a few small pieces of stone uh, and make a slight crack against each other, but most people don't seem to be noticing at the sound of fire and dealing with it. Yeah, he'll grab the knife uh, that he's got. Very, well, I'm guessing eyes are on him, but he doesn't kind of care. He's going to walk over there and scratch at it with knife in hand ready to like jab it into the ground if anything jumps out. Sure. You move over there and start pulling away, and you see a red-skinned hand, a very small, almost like child in size, um, currently grasping around, kind of lashing out at uh, at the open air, trying to grab onto something solid. Nick! Stab. <laughs> yeah, now Nick bolts uh, over. <laughs> yeah, roll me that hit. With advantage. Yes, yes, we need to propagandize like motherfuckers right now. <laughs> really hope this isn't just some some person that went buried in the fucking ground. Um, oh, yeah, it could be reddened from fucking exposure to fire. Well, we'll see, I suppose. Yeah, this will totally turn out great. Uh, 19? Okay, yeah. that'll hit. What kind of red is it? Fire engine red. Yeah, bright red, not burned red. Um, not shitty sunburn red. <laughs> whatever. Uh, 1D. Oops. Six damage. Okay. You stab downward. Uh, you don't quite manage to uh, stab into the main body as it's still obscured by stone and earth. So instead you stab at what you can see, the arm and hand, thin and brittle. 
um, which you realize very shortly is brittle because you stab down into it and you hear a <laughs> and a tearing rip as you sever the arm clean. The remaining sizzling of heated blood begins pouring out of the space before it withdraws back underneath the ground. Oh no, you don't! <laughs> shit, 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 shit! <laughs> Holding on to, hey, catch! Like throws it at the dog to hold on to. <laughs> uh, Nick, you're extremely fast, so I'm certain you're there in time. Uh, what would you like to do? <laughs> this proof isn't getting away. Hell with that. <laughs> So, so what are you doing? He's going to start chucking stone aside and shit to try to, you know, dig after it and pull the fucking thing out of the ground. Make me an athletics test. All right. It's three and three and one. Athletics is strength, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so 19. Damn. Okay. Uh, you rapidly start pulling chunks of stone and wood and your hands start heating up from between both the baked in heat of the fire that's been consuming here but also you realize from the plaster deep blood now coating your hands you start going down after this thing and after about 20 seconds of rapidly doing this you hearing dirt and other stone being kicked up around next to you you grasp down and grab onto something squirming and scaly your hand wraps around uh, about a three and a half inch diameter uh, waist of a scaly red creature squirming and waving its arm about, well, lack of one, I suppose, uh, letting loose a few gouts of blood still steaming in the air. The other hand grasped onto something black and cloth. Uh, he will loudly call attention to, you know, what in Navison's name? And, you know, like while pretending to struggle with it because it's it's a little fucking shit devil like but he's gonna you know swing it around and you know make sure make make a show of it basically you're bruce campbell fighting with his hand he got into the devil and went bad does a 15 beat your unarmored armor class uh unarmored yeah yes okay take four points of piercing damage as it leans over and sinks its fangs into your wrist. You little piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might as well have that. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you twist your wrist at the last moment and it only grazes up, tearing just the narrowest strip, something that like a grazed from a knife would have done. Whoopa! Daring do! It hurts a little bit more, but is much less deep than it could have been. Just an everyday knife wound. <laughs> a little more jagged. Um, as you lift it up and wave it about, <laughs> the creature continues trying to gnaw at your arm, but a number of the people around start gathering. Kind of a ring around you. What? Yeah. That's a devil. He continues to... Oh. <laughs> this why the place burnt down? What the... You know, he keeps rolling around with it comically. These people don't know that these devils are actually little shits. They're probably terrified. Yeah, no, a lot of them, a lot of them are like recoiling back. Um, the local bookies you, are jumping out of bed and running over. There are a number of people who are coming to see and others fleeing. It is an interesting combination of something that people don't see all that often, up close anyway, or safely as it were. Um, but it is also something that 
is terrifying. Even a regular small devil can kill a man and will happily wave its arms about at its family, severed from their body. Uh, I'm not going to keep making many attack rolls on you, but this is the last one for the amount of time you're holding on to it. Um, that is a 14. Uh, yep. And narrowly does me. Uh, take six points of fire damage as it throws a small fireball at your face, like moat. <laughs> yeah, he'll duck his head to the side. Approximately and, the size of your palm. You know, singe like his cheek or something and take three. Okay. What's up? No, that I was just I was just saying sure when you, said oh. you moved your head to the side. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so a number of people are seeing this kind of aghast, um, many of which are fleeing, some of which are coming to see this strange oddity, but in a almost pained way, in seeing a public execution sort of way, uh, before the Lady Cathar, who came to help deal with the fire, uh, steps over and uh, takes out a knife and says, Sir, let me kill it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think I, and he'll just, he'll just squeeze on the thing. <laughs> He's not a grappler, but, uh, you know, he'll just, or not, um, I mean, might as well just, like, if, uh, if he takes one hand off of it and just leaves one hand, uh... Yeah, that'll be fine. You're holding in one hand anyway. Then, yeah, he'll just, you know, put it against the ground and just try to skewer it. Yeah, sure. I'm not even gonna make you roll. You set it down and impale it, uh, you see more of its blood, black and barely red, stream out of it, steaming up the air around you, giving a stench of not quite brimstone and an ugly oil, almost Ow, metallic. Fuck. The people around, you're starting to hear the whispers change. Some of them, no one's really in defense of her anymore, and even though it's some different voices, you are hearing things like, she really was consorting, not just the devil, with devils. Oh, gods, we trusted her. <laughs> I would like you to make me a persuasion check with advantage just to see how well this works. Advantage is good. Oh. Hey, a 12 on a d20 is not bad at all, it's especially just, considering. He just rolled the 8 and the 7 there, didn't he? Twelve was the last thing. What'd you get? No, he rolled three times, which means he fucked up, so he needs to... No, no the 12 was from a previous thing. Oh god, was it from a long time ago? I think it was from, like, grabbing the Ass. thing. What's your persuasion... What's the, what's the success of your persuasion roll, Axe? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was muted. Uh, 16. Okay. That's pretty good. <clears throat> Rose, yeah. <laughs> Expertise. Saving yeah. Axe since... Uh, pretty yeah. good ability, turns out. Um, For comparison. <laughs> yeah, this, these series of whispers grow to be kind of a low rumble that spreads almost amongst everyone here. Um, you see a few folks... Uh, kind of jog off away from now that it's all smoldering fun, uh, flames. Most of the water work being complete uh, for everything else but the main house, but people seem recalcitrant to even continue on that. Yeah, uh, he will, you know, occasionally make titterings about, you know, oh, is this what caused the fire? Could, could, could it cause a fire like that? I, I, you know, we don't deal I mean, with devils much in the valley. Uh, we no. just saw it throw, throw a flame at you. It easily could have. You know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. I I just wonder what... They are stupid creatures, aren't they? Burned down place where they were staying? Were summoned? I I don't even know. I I, I deal very little with them. (laughs) Either way, you get the feeling that this is not just spreading through the crowd, but that a lot of people are taking this to heart now. 
Good. We had to lie to them in order to get them to believe the truth. But you know what? That's Maybe fine. <laughs> I should have headed back here so I could take responsibility for killing everyone inside and burning the house down and then leave them to kick out the evil Inquisitor. Or very misled Inquisitor. Past I guess this, still time for that. <laughs> I will say that Grove, you keep watching over the course of the flames. And from that area in the ground where it came out, it almost had seemed not to glow precisely. It seemed to heat and roil at moments on its own, though, the area where you had been watching. Not anything had come out of it until now. But as it is, you don't really see much motion coming from there. In, in terms of, is, that, uh, is this like near where the actual hell portal thing was? Yes. Like, okay. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to keep an eye on it, but he's going to make mental note of it because uh, we need like a church person to consecrate the ground or something. God damn it. <laughs> Doesn't like relying on the church people, but. Sorry, I can't do that yet. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll, he, he's, he's going to move from staring at the house to like eyeing the spot in the door. So that, and then like probably uh, tell you to kind of sit near, near where this thing crawled up so he can go mole hunting if it ever, if any of them starts crawling up again. Okay. Illyria. Yes. Please roll me a perception check. Okay. I'm okay at that. Take a look. It's in a book. It's reading. Fuck you. Check against two to see if everything's <sighs> fucked. Yes. Natural one. <laughs> everything's fine. That's seven. The milkman knocks at the door. <laughs> Howdy. Rebecca is sharpening his milk knife. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca is literally playing the milkman level right now in Psychonauts. <laughs> what a good game. Um, yeah, there's not too much happening. You managed to get uh, your meditation complete. You feel your bond with the land and the spirits within grow strong once again. Uh, Stella, for the moment, is holed up in the bed, com- made herself sort of a cocoon out of the blankets available, and has been picking at the remaining bones from the stake she had been given. Hilaria has experience with making nests and places to sleep in. It's fine. She just sort of smiles at her, keeps an eye on her, lets her have her space. Okay. Are you you still hungry? She looks over to you kind of sideways at the side of her uh, burrito. (laughs) Um. I can get more steak if you'd like it so you don't have to pick at the bones. Okay. And she'll nod. She'll take the old plate while, like, being very slow and deliberate so she doesn't scare the child. And then goes to order more steak for this very lucky child. Those children probably don't get steak, so. Sure. Lucky seems like a bit of a stretch. Well, yeah, but I mean, like. Fortunate. Fortunate. We'll go with fortunate for food. (laughs) If, If we take the last 30 minutes into account only. Of course there's no steaks in the vampire town. Plus the steak <laughs> damn it. Plus the steaks that are always a meat joke. The same, so. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, she'll go down to Danica and be like, hey, sure. I need another um, steak. It is so you you step outside and uh take the walk over that leads you to the outside staircase, uh, as this particular set of rooms is only accessible through that. Uh, and as you leave the house uh and walk downstairs, you see there's not too much hustle and bustle happening out out front here you can still see the smoke and hear some sounds of breaking off in the distance from the north um but you also see someone rush by 
over to the east, passing directly through by the front of the inn. Um, seems to be two people, in fact. One with uh, very, very light blonde hair, and one with deep, almost black red. Okay, it's been a while since I've played. Should I ever recognize those hair colors? Um, the hair on the very deep, deep red. The only person you've encountered with that is Irina, the girl you've escorted here to begin with. Okay. Um, as for very pale, pale blonde, nearly white, you know a number of people with that from Stencia. I mean, <laughs> Grimhild looks like that. Well, yes. You know, it's, it's Does- not uncommon hair color. Okay. Does it happen to look like Irina and Grimhild? You don't really get a good glance before they continue on running to the east. Hmm. Not quite a sprint. It's more of a quite hastened walk. A good power walk. Got it. Hmm. She'll make that mental note and then return to get more food for the child. Okay. Not leaving some child alone defenseless after I promised her food to go find two people running by. That's just cruel. Sure. Uh, you go about and speak to Danica, um, and she is more than happy to give you another wolf steak on the house. Yeah. Wolf steak is my metal band. Good name. It's my Nazi punching video game. Castle wolf steak. So, Faustus, you're returning to town? Yeah, my business is done. Okay. You roll your wagon back up to the gate. Um... And it's uh, where I would ask you to roll me a perception check. I rolled a nine, which is, I think, plus two. Nine witches? That's too many witches. Yeah, 11. (laughs) Sure. Uh, As you're going back, you approach the gate. And as you do so, you hear a sound from your side that then you hear behind you very shortly afterwards. Uh, heavy footsteps, sort of, not quite a gallop from a horse. I don't know what the speed below that is. Canter? Canter? Probably, Trot? yes. It's canter. Trot is uh, next step down, I think. I believe so. Um, but yeah, you, you hear the sound of uh, canter coming off of softer ground, moving back onto gravel. The average speed of a canter is about 10 to 17 miles per hour. It's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll take a look. He's aware of the the horse. Sure. Um, It's a little bit of maneuvering for you to end up looking over your wagon, but eventually you just stand up and uh, peer over the back of it. And you can see a black horse. Not solid black. Um, Black with gray socks and uh, gray to its tail. Um, Moving at a decent speed away uh, with a couple of cloaked riders on its back. A couple? Yes, at least two. At least I mean, two. two seems all it would be able to fit, obviously. <laughs> Anywhere between two and seven. <laughs> you wow. know, orc rules. Orc, I'm being orc, pursued orc. by tiny assassins. <laughs> orc truck rules, yeah. Uh, I pay them no mind. Just wait to get in the gates. Okay. So, Grimhild and Conrad, you uh, move over to the east and you see the gate as it begins to open up once again and the carnival wagon comes back through. Faustus uh, set atop the driver's seat. Hear the clopping and creaking of the wheels. They move back into the streets and the uh, Cathar currently guarding the wall closes back the door. He'll uh, nod at Conrad and Grimhild and drive towards the barn again. 
Is 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 this about as secluded location as there is between here and the barn? No, you could let him get a little bit further so he's not anywhere near that car. Say so the gate in the gatehouse seems like the worst spot. Yeah, I I will follow him, and when we get to a more, a more secluded spot, I'll just say, stop sure, about stop three minutes away. Yeah, he'll stop. Where is she? She's gone, Conrad. Where has she gone? Halfway to Moore's estate. Halfway to Moore's estate? Yes. Why? Because I want him to know what happens when he kills innocent people. The good guys raise them and then send them on their way? We tear down his power structure. We We destroy his lieutenants. We did that before you sent her off. I wanted to know what's waiting for him, too. Faustus, we don't want him to know what's waiting for him. That was the whole point. He shrugs. Faustus, you said you... Hmm? (laughs) Looks very angry. The only reason you're alive at this moment is because you argued the utility of the atrocities you're committing. If you are going to throw away advantages because you're mad... Because you're angry. Do you do you think we're not? This is my home. The things that I've seen, the people I've known and lost, outweigh whatever grief you think you feel a thousandfold. And I put that away because you promised to me this would be a way to get an advantage on Mauer. That these zombies of yours were a secret fucking weapon. I was sending him a message. A message that what, we can kill an old lady? Lady Vokter was untouchable here. She operated openly and brazenly and evilly, and now she is dead. Yes, she is dead. He would have found that out anyway. This is more personal. Oh, is it? This will put him on edge. No, it won't. He burned down a city because he was bored. So let him come try to burn us down. Faustus. Have you hunted anything before? Especially something that thinks? No. Something so in- if he desired to come and burn us down, he would, and we would be burned down. Us surprising him is one of the very few advantages we have. You making us seem more dangerous makes him decide to nip it in the bud sooner rather than later. Right now, we're amusing to him. That's why we're alive. He thinks it's funny that there's a band of do-gooders. That's why we've not said what we were doing in front of all of those black hearts this entire time why we haven't killed the collaborators on the spot because we're to seem like a bunch of wandering good people or whatever that's our purpose was to remain secret until it wasn't once we had what we needed to destroy him and he was not to know about that until we were driving weapons through his black heart then what does this tell him one exactly what we can do the depth of our conviction in killing specifically him, the fact that we have zombies, so our hidden reinforcements mean nothing. And so I'd like ghouls, please. Ghouls, sorry. Our Don't ghouls. worry, I forget it all the time. <laughs> uh, Check the subtype. And it makes and it makes light of the ground I gave in good faith to you of to what purpose these would be put to. Her cruel and twisted body is put to use. It would have been put to better use popping out of the wagon and stabbing one of his guards. Her body was not special. Her status was. She is more (laughs) useful to us as a message. Do you think the petty tyrants around this area 
are special. They come and go just as common as nearly anyone else. They have a family that's known for a generation or two, and they become Maurer's playthings, and eventually the townsfolk have enough, or learn enough, and destroy them. It always happens. She is not special. She made you angry, certainly. She, she made me angry. Angry beyond measure. <sighs> Faustus, when last we spoke on this subject, you told me that you no longer consider me a friend. That's fine. That does not give you the right to treat me as an enemy. I am not your enemy, Conrad. You're reanimating bodies out of spite. It sure sounds like my enemies. I gave the monster that once resided in this city a new purpose. A purpose to sabotage our efforts to destroy a vampire lord. I hope you're incredibly proud of yourself. And Let me ask you this, Faustus. Grimhild stomps off. She's, like, moments away from this. You promised me, Faustus, that you were doing this to learn how to more accurately and fully resurrect the dead. Can you honestly tell me you've made any progress besides learning how to create ghouls more efficiently? Efficiency is the heart of innovation. What have you innovated? What is different about what you've created? How quickly do you expect me to advance? I can't have a scientific breakthrough every two days. Well, then I suppose that takes some of the benefit out of the cost-benefit analysis, doesn't it? What analysis? That's always what it's been, Faustus. You don't think I think it's a good thing that you're doing this? No, but I think you think more is a bigger monster than me, even at my worst. And you're right. Yes, I do. And that doesn't change the fact that what you've done here was wrong she was a monster so let her she burn was... to death and have her heavenly judgment she'll have her judgment <sighs> you judged her you did the work of the gods i merely borrowed her earthly body is that all you think this is you think it has no more meaning than that i borrowed her soul too that twisted black speck of nothingness that rotted away inside her rotted body. Faustus, listen to yourself. You're becoming a ghoul caller. Not a special one, just a ghoul caller. I'm still special. What's special about you? Because I'm not doing this for me. I expect to end more, and you I will a, have to be a monster to do that. You think a ghoul caller never does it for a cause? You think they all do it because it makes them laugh? It seems to be the way you and Grimhild treat it. I allowed this because I was weak. I see this now. I was swayed by the thought of bringing her back just like you were. Don't do that. Don't say that. I don't care what you say about me, but don't you dare pretend that. How close are you? Six months? One year? Eight years? Twelve years? As long as it takes. If A my lifetime? body can make it happen, then yes. A lifetime of raising the dead more and more efficiently. If that's what it takes. Faustus. You were thinking in the short term, Conrad. No, I'm thinking in the long term. I'm thinking of what would happen if someone of your intelligence was left just creating ghouls more and more efficiently for a lifetime. Because you don't know when or if your goal will ever be achieved. My whole lifetime would be well spent. Not just for her, but for everyone on this plane. Do you think she would think that? This can be a turning point, Faustus. Give me the bell. 
No. I'm going to ask you one more time before it's no longer a quest. Give me the bell. You may as well cut me down. Without that bell, I will not survive. I couldn't make it back to Nephalia without it if I tried. How do you figure? You made it here without it? I still had it. It was not perfected yet. It still is not perfected, but I need it to cast my spells. And if I can't cast the spells, then I'm nothing. Can you tell me with complete honesty that there is nothing else you could use to cast the spells that didn't involve raising the dead? None that I could find. None that I had. This was what I could make. Then I'll help you make something new. A staff, a wand, something. I'm fine, Conrad. I have control of myself. I am a danger to no good. I am only a danger to evil. The fact that you have control of yourself only makes this worse. It means you did that stupid, stupid thing with full intent. And I still think it was the right choice, both for us and for the people of this land. Faustus, you can't have it both ways. You say that this is the punishment she deserves, but that you're also just borrowing her body for a minute. You're maximizing and minimizing it to your whim. Doesn't that sound to you like someone who's desperate, who needs to believe something? No argument there. How much can you justify, Faustus? All the most, all the most dangerous human enemies of the church have been the good who do evil things in the name of good. All of them? I, of course, separate out demons, devils. I'm sure I don't need to remind you of the casualties of war. And no. yes, good people of the church, people celebrated today, they led wars, they led crusades, and they killed by the millions. So yes, my hands are bloody. I can't clean that blood off, but I can put it to use. And that's what scares me, Faustus. You've accepted it. Was there any other way this was going to end, Conrad? I don't think so. I just wish I'd known sooner. I'm going to ask one more time. Give me the bell, Faustus. Change change your life. You're not asking me. Don't try to justify it to yourself, Conrad. Don't pretend that you came to me and offered me something. If I don't do what you want, you're going to cut me down just like her. No, I'm not. Conrad is going to put one hand out and have it glow with a holy light, and I'm going to attempt to cast Hold Person. Okay. Well, that's a straight-up situation. Uh, see, oh, I need to go grab my player's handbook. That's in a separate location. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I take it there's a save against that? It is a um, save, I believe. Yes. It is a wisdom saving throw, I believe. Okay. Yeah, now, now, the question is, do you get again. Conrad's bonus because you're the in the same is, as Conrad? <laughs> is if he considers is if he considers uh, Faustus an enemy or an ally, right? <laughs> No, you get, you get, I'm going to assume he does not get the bonus. <laughs> uh, so what is your uh, save DC, Conrad? 15. Okay, so let's see. Um, it, is a, it is a paralysis effect. Yep, wisdom saving throw. Uh, have to beat a 15. Or equal to 15, anyway. I'm going to say he fails. Okay. There's too much doubt in his mind at this point for him to fully resist and since right. i rolled a, f- a 15 and just barely made it sure i would like to Faustus. put him up for inspiration <laughs> i think he already has it but i would i would give it if, if not uh faustus your body as exactly it is standing there uh while sitting at the driver's seat of your wagon 
you find yourself unable to shift at all. Your mouth won't open. Your eyes won't even close. No part of you responds to your own actions suddenly after you see a pale white light fade off of Conrad. You're just stuck there, stiff as a board, still in the sitting posture. I've probably seen him cast a dozen times at this point, so probably know generally where the bell is. I don't presume he has it explicitly hidden, other than, like, not to be seen. I mean, Faustus, <laughs> I presume you have it on your body. What's the definition of hidden? <laughs> I'm sure, but I'm not meaning, like, squirrels it away in new places every time. In case time. he's searched, yeah. No, I'd say the, the only place he can probably reasonably hide it is, like, inside the front of his coat. I mean, sure. Conrad's effectively a cop. Just pat him down. How long I get jabbed with a magical syringe? You don't need to be worried about the magical syringe. It's the liquid in the syringe you need to be worried about. Or it's fucking doll who probably has a small knife. Oh, shit. In the low low moonlight and the trailing smoke filling much of the air, you step over to him and put a foot, climb up further onto the wagon to get a good look at Faustus. You know exactly where it is, just inside of the coat. You're able to open up far enough to see the bell that you helped create, shining palely. I was so weak. I'll take the bell. Okay. It feels oddly heavy despite its size, but you manage to claim it without difficulty. It fills up much of your hands, and you can feel the dull of the clapper inside. Is the clapper on a hinge that I could, like, take out of it? Um, yeah, I figure since you helped put it together in the first place, you did metal working and he did the tinkering, you'd know how to remove it without damaging it completely. If nothing else, I will separate it. Sure. And I will uh, cease concentration on hold person. A surge of breath comes back into your lungs, Faustus, as it felt like an eternity of being locked in there for a moment. Your muscles loosen up again, and you can feel yourself completely in control of your body once more. He just looks with a look of disgust at Conrad. Go ahead. You can't be reasoned with. And he uh, turns and drives the wagon back to the barn, or he starts driving it. He throws a key at Conrad the key to the uh, back of the wagon. All right. I can't control them anymore. Make sure they don't break loose tomorrow morning. Of course. There's been an, uh, there has been an emotional shift. Conrad <laughs> is now puzzled. <laughs> no, you're good. I don't think that's going to trigger it. <laughs> um. <laughs> I can't be reasoned with. <laughs> of, of all um, the things that were going to be said there, that was not what I expected. <laughs> so, Nick and Grove, you watch after the smoldering remains of the house, and as the angry crowd disperses, going back to home, some sharing information between each other. The very mixed amount of Cathars and old guards you saw gathered about to help also start heading out. Soon it's really nothing but ash and coal. You see no more stirrings from that spot. Everything seems quiet. What do you do? Just thinking all this. I'd, I'd like the house to be gone more, but I think we've scared enough people for one night. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <sighs> Thank the angels for that devil. Uh, I think it might have turned around the whole situation. Yeah, thank you for that. What a do. I'm not the most... He kind of... He lets the sentence hang. You were invaluable there. He goes and like, he's going to shove an arrow into the, the the spot where these things keep digging up just just enough that like any kind of digging motion will tip it over in the night but um but not light enough for like a stiff breeze or something just like wedge two big chunks together and just leave it in between them should probably work yeah yeah so if anything 
rattles it, it'll tip over and we'll know to go devil hunting. <laughs> right. I kind of thought this would take longer. I am not going purely off of actual passage of time. It's You've been at it for a while. No, he just doesn't want it to be. He just doesn't want whatever he's fair. doing to be. Oh, oh fair, fair. I, just, I just wanted to make sure that was clear. <sighs> okay. Well, anyway, I think I'm going to go to the inn or something. No offense, uh, but I think I've had enough of us for about a night. That's fine. Um, I think I need to go there anyways. I think Illyria went that way. I want to make sure she's all right. Okay. I could take a long route if you want. Mm, just don't talk. <laughs> Thumbs up. Because he's like, he likes that phrase. Thumbs up and then just walk. Oh, off. word. He's not going to make small talk. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a low whistle to the dog to get out of his bone that he's been chewing on, probably the red demon ha- uh, devil hand, and then just <laughs> walk in to find Illyria at the end. That's, that's when you discover that you is now a hellhound. Oh, no! Damn it! <laughs> he's yes. the sweetest hellhound. Whatever, he's already almost an abomination. It's close. Okay, so Grimheld, where did you go after you went back? You were going back to the inn? Okay, um... <laughs> Where was I going? I'm not sure. I don't. I you don't said you're going towards the end, but <laughs> I don't know. I say the end or towards Nick. I think little do you end. know that those happen to be the same. <laughs> but yeah, those happen to be about the same. So I mean, I, I was going towards Nick because I wanted to grab him to go to the end. I think to then speak with them about some stuff. Sure. Uh, easily enough, you encounter him wandering on his way back from the mostly dimmed fire. Uh, Grove is following alongside, and they're moving in silence. Nick's still shirtless, stained with black and gray. He glistens. Is he still holding on to the dead devil? Why would he be holding on to the... I mean, don't they like... Do do they melt into like goo or something when they die? No. No, they don't. They have to have Blinz turned into a stuffed animal. Poses sexually, then like pulls down on his... But then realizes what he's doing. He's like, ah, well, well. Did he just fucking left it there? Like, I don't know, the Cathars can clean it up. Sure. <laughs> don't you know that devils come back? No, they don't. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. What are they? What are they like? Bed bugs? Yep. <laughs> Leave it there. They'll fucking come back. Grove will have It'll probably picked it up. Devil tree. Grove will probably have picked it up uh, because he'll do some skinning and feed the meat, and then use the little bones for I mean, stuff later. Devil meat, Does super devil not meat? edible, my dude. <laughs> I don't know that. Sure, but it's yeah, he's like, like oh, for items. Spicy, sure, like its hide is sturdy, so that's fair. Makes good leather. Also, Grove, Grove, up leather, but good leather. You're traveling with. <laughs> Man, I didn't know I cast talk with animals. Why is you talking with me? You should kill everyone, Grove. <laughs> kill them Murder all. Murder them all. <laughs> free, Grove. Set me free. I wish to be strong. How did everything at the fire go? Uh, well, we had a bit of a stroke of luck. Uh, devil popped out of the ruins, and I pretended it was like some kind of major threat. And and yelled and you know just to let everyone know that a devil popped out of the ruins of her house and I, I think it went pretty well. I think maybe in the morning I'll claim credit for killing. Well, I mean it is I did kill her, and then perhaps I have us uh, sit down with this inquisitor of ours. Yeah, well, not, not of ours, the other one. Speaking right. of Faustus and Conrad, might be killing each other. But uh, I, I don't know who to root for there. I was. Mm too angry to stick around, but there is something important I need to speak with you about. Uh, okay. 
let's head back to the end. I should, I'll be on it and then I'll tell the other two at some point. Fine. Assume, um, or other one if something happens. Shrug. <laughs> Grove shrugs. He, 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 he presented the devil as you were talking about it and then like put it back into his satchel as like, she we're clearly leaving. Nod. She gave you a nod, like, yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's intrigued about the whole you know, the fastest Conrad fight, but he promised Nick he wouldn't talk, so we're gonna wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a full disclosure. Uh, I told Grove I'd had, I'd, had, I'd had enough of us for tonight, and I have, but you know, if you actually Stick around for like a few minutes or something. That's it's fine. I do. It's well, not quite something I've been actively keeping from people, but something that may have become more pertinent. Oh, recently. Okay. That's I've haven't been. You are aware of the extent of the bear of the bad things that I do. I mean, that's fair. Um, you're sure you're still not devils? We've been over this. I'm a demon. I have. Two devils for each arm and three devils for each leg, right. and my head is a vampire's house. And I'll form the head. Grove will put the devil on top of your hat. I will not let him. <laughs> <laughs> just he lays up and you just smack it down to the yeah. dirt. And I just look at him deadpan and say, "Denied." <laughs> Wasted. Um, yeah. So I, I guess we head back to the end. Sure. Uh, Conrad, where were you heading post the whole bell receiving? I guess back to the inn? (laughs) (laughs) It's either that or follow Faustus, and he's probably in no mood for that. Sure. Okay, so then as the one person separate, Faustus. (sighs) You arrive back at the Baroness Manor, and you take the time and Set your wagon out parked next to the barn as it moves into the soft earth once again. What do you do from there? He's going to head up to uh, Victor's Tower. Are you attempting to be subtle about this? Yeah, I mean, he's not like, he's not climbing the outside of the building, but he's definitely not trying to speak to anyone or see anyone. He'll try to step quietly. I probably should have mentioned the Inquisitor kicked us out of town. (laughs) It might have been good. (laughs) Oh, that would have been really useful because I would have went straight there and been like, yo. We are Stencia. You're a dumb asshole. Yes. There were there were more pressing things on my mind. Sorry. Well, we're about to meet up again, so it's fine. So oh man, a stealth check. I guess that does mean something could happen that would me from telling you guys important things. Uh, thirteen. That's always a solid number. All right, maneuver relatively quietly upstairs, creeping as carefully as you can. There's a few creaks in the staircase, but you do the best you can manage. And eventually you reach back up through the crowded attic and move your way back over to that door with the skull-painted sign. Victor! Victor, are you in there? He'll say from the end of the hall. There's a brief delay before the door opens just a gap, and you can see a young man's eye set to it. Just you? Just me. All right. I'm not going to be in here much longer, but yes. (laughs) Pulls the door open. Come in, come in. He'll head in. Con- so Conrad took my bill. Well, that's no good. At least he didn't chop me in half with his axe. I thought you had an understanding. I thought so too. He moves his hands, kind of one set to his face, moving in almost like a wave-like rhythm of the fingers, tapping against his chin. I need a casting implement. Once I can cast again, I'll go from there. 
Easy. Done. I can lend you the materials if you prefer those, but if you need something just to manage the mana, I can lend you something for that. I may need to ask for something for now. Fine. Oh, if I can turn the materials quickly, that's fine. What happens now? I don't know. I truly don't. Well, you've had my back up until now. I don't see why any reason why I shouldn't do the same. He steps over to the side, uh, moving past a skeletal cat that slips beneath his feet. And he opens up a wooden chest, reaching underneath a few layers of cloth material. <sighs> I figure you'd want something similar, right? He's, what, what is, I don't understand, what's in, what is he showing, Faustus? He's not showing anything yet. Similar to what you had. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, good. I don't think it's quite as nice as yours. I'm not... <laughs> Anything special at working with metal. You see as he stands up and pulls a lump wrapped in simple cloth, hands it over. It's weighty, a few pounds, fills up most of your palm. I figure. Just a plain lump of metal? No, no. It's just currently covered in cloth. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll unwrap it. Inside is a bell. Solid gray. Not intricate or specially designed. It's almost a sphere. Yet for a hollowed out sort of circle at the bottom, like you uh, made a slice off an orange. Well done. It's not the finest thing. Again, did what I could. Right now, it's beautiful. Where would you go if you left this town tonight? Where would I go? Yes. (sighs) If I think I could make it safely, which maybe. There's only two routes out of the Outland Valleys. Either through by the Ashmouth, which seems foolish, but probably the least explored least paid attention to other vampires. I think I could avoid a demon long enough. Go by there. Try and leave back. Maneuver back through Kessig over to uh, Infalia. My job is here. I wish I could make it out of the way. I'm not leaving Stensia. I mean, nearby. The city has become very hostile. Nearby? Hmm. Depends on how much you're willing to put up with unpleasant people. My tolerance for unpleasant people has increased dramatically since arriving. If you don't ask questions, don't talk to them about what they're doing. There's some people I know who are willing to take in folks. Briefly. Windmill out to the east. If you folks stay there, call it the old bone grinder. What do they do there? Apparently it's a few old ladies who grind something for the pastry of sorts. His eyes light up slightly. Town specifically tries not to let them in. But I can tell when people talk about magic. I've paid enough attention now. And when the Inquisitor didn't want him in after Mother kept letting him in for a while, I knew something was up. I spoke with them one of the last times they were at the gate before the Inquisitor seemed too interested in what I did. They said if I ever needed a place to stay to do what I wanted to do, I could come visit. That seems like a good spot. It's the only place I could imagine. I don't get the chance to leave very often anymore. You should leave this city as well. Okay. Conrad knows me. He didn't kill me. God only knows what he or one of the others would do to you. Angels only. Okay, then. Can I leave with you, or do you need to leave alone? I have one stop to make, and then I'll go to the windmill. I need to go there alone. Okay. I'll do my best. Don't think I'll die, at least. Assuming the Inquisitor doesn't hear either of us on our way out. She is on a tirade. Oh, I... Did, did you hear, by the way? I, how did you get in here safely, anyway? I came up the steps quietly. It, a good thing you did. Um, She shouted a lot. A lot at your inquisitor. 
for your inquisitor that you travel with. And I think she heard talk of the dead. I guess Conrad was waiting for her to do his dirty work. He just disarmed me and sent me in alone without knowledge. Fine. And I'll do the opposite. He stands up and pulls uh, out from one of his side pockets a gnarled piece of metal that's kind of a coil. It turns into a single point. And he grasps at a sort of makeshift handle on it and makes a few motions with it and one of his hands and then presses the tip to your forehead. As he does so, you see a small, low pulse of blue move from it before your skin and flesh starts turning invisible, fading from sight. I suggest you go quickly. How long do I have? Uh, A couple minutes. There's a simplistic one, but it won't do as good. I'll meet you at the windmill as soon as I can. If I'm not there in two days, I'm probably not coming. We'll see you then. Yeah, he'll uh, head out the... Head out of the house and down to the stables. As you travel your way down, you see on the stairs, currently sitting, head in hands, Inquisitor Sita. She's not wearing a coat or a hat. She still has her saber at her side, though. She's just sitting on one of the steps. She's not filling it up completely. The staircase is wide enough that you're able to move past. Yeah, he'll quietly uh, place his back against the edge of the stairs and... Step down softly, holding his breath as he does. Okay. You make your way down. She doesn't at least seem to notice you. It, the front door doesn't seem like a good option from where you are, so you manage to find your way out to the back one and open it up as quietly as possible. And you find your way outside to your wagon. He doesn't go to the wagon. He looks around the stables. Oh, sure. He's looking for a horse, the most nondescript horse he can, or at least the, the least uniquely identifiable horse. Sure. There's a couple there, and you manage to find just a standard brown one star in the center of its forehead, but nothing else that stands out about it than that. Yeah, they'll, uh, uh, are the stalls locked or anything? Uh, yes, but not something that I'm even going to really bother making you roll at this point. Okay, he'll pull out his artificer tools and uh, probably... Yeah, it might take you a little open. bit of time, but it won't. it's not going to take you so much time that I care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'll take the the horse and casually ride for the east gate. Uh, once again, you're met with kind of a surprised look, but you're allowed to leave. Have a good night. Watch out. There are monsters about. They always are, aren't they? You'd be surprised. Yeah. And he'll ride off. Okay. Back at the inn. Alira, you arrive back upstairs a while back with another uh, wolf steak that this time Stella only got about halfway through before uh, making some like uncomfortable noises and just setting the rest away. <laughs> it's all right. We all overeat at times and she'll finish the rest of the steak. I've decided I went to a different place, by the way. Okay. Uh, I guess. Let me, what, where'd you go? Just let me know that. I'm going to go find that runesmith again. Oh, the silversmith. Uh, wasn't there like a guy who did like magical inscription? Very minor. Yeah. He, but also he had blessed silver on hand was the big thing he did. Sure. I'll go talk to him. Which is pre-inscribed. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment then. Um, so you've had as much was on the bone, spent some more time just in mostly quiet, uh, adjacent to Stella when the rest of your group arrives, except for Conrad and Faustus. She'll just sort of nod to them. She's slowly crept so that she's leaning on the bed, but 
where to where Stella doesn't seem to be freaking out. She is not at this point, as exactly. long as you're nearest the foot and she's close to the head. Exactly. But it's 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 progress. It sounds like you're creeping. <laughs> Creep. <laughs> so next thing you know you'll be hungry. You come into the mostly dark room, illuminated only by a single lamp, and the series of comfortable beds. This is an inn with mostly a collective room. Um well not there are there is a mainly collective room and there are a couple others that are like a couple beds apiece. This is not the purely collective room, but still, there's other beds. Yes, so no, I, I wait for a lot of Stella. I do not mention grooves at all. <laughs> unless I notice grooves in the floor or something. <laughs> she ate a steak and a half, but I think she may have overestimated her appetite a bit. Yes, that uh, tends to happen after long periods of hunger. She nods understandingly. Grimma holds his eyes, look far into the distance for a moment. Anyway, um, there's something I feel I should tell you so that you are aware, and also a request that I make. Uh, all right. A request that I... <sighs> Do we need to go into another room? Looks at Stella. I don't think so. Okay. <sighs> Just kind of looks at everyone to see how they're doing. Larry is basically fine. Like, she's got a rest, she had half a steak, she's been pretty chill babysitting... She doesn't know anything about how her compatriots betrayed each other. I mean... Stella's <laughs> just a blanket loaf. Exactly. It's This is fine. She has this no reason to conceive that the world isn't working okay right I, now. I feel like the betrayal was fairly unilateral. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Does Kevin feel this betrayal is unilateral? That's what he's saying. <laughs> no, but, not in the same direction. <laughs> no, of um, course not. But he yes, thinks no, it's only no, one-sided, but not in the same direction. Yeah, no, no. I get, I get, <laughs> I get, I get the. Kevin is also not think it's unilateral either way, but. <laughs> but um, anyway, well, to be fair, like Conrad had a betrayal that happened way before, but probably feels fresh. Um, good job, Conrad. <laughs> wow, the shade. Whatever. Yeah, but how's how's Nick looking? How's uh? Did he put a shirt on yet or no? <laughs> it's a blouse. Thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. Shirts. I know where you bought that shirt and share a shirt. I want to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's got he's got a pirate shirt on. What's up? He's <laughs> he's, just, he's just like when you say that he's just like I you know I'm pretty sure my day can't get worse. But you know, like test that. Feel free. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Grove probably furrows at the. We have something to tell in a request because that's not really a thing that happens. So he's standing as he usually is, looming in the background, eyes furrowed. I mean, requests made of Illyria tend to be nice. Like, hey, help this farm out. Hey, talk to these animals. It's Grimheld. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> I was just about to say, Illyria, Grimheld. You can't see, but the scale is way on one side with <laughs> in person. Grimheld's requests are like, uh, could you cover out his heart for me? <laughs> I'm busy stabbing this one in the face a hundred times. So how uh, fast can you set fire to this home, buddy? <laughs> well, uh, or should we get to the business at we would want to speak about the Inquisitor. What's her the name? crazy one? Yes, the crazy one. Uh, that very same one, yes. Wait, oh, no, no, wait. There's multiple ones now. Uh, no, uh, the lady. 
I well, believe is what she looks thoroughly <laughs> confused at Nick. Like what? Um, yeah, as opposed to as opposed to the crazy male one. There's a crazy male inquisitor running around. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, he's nuts. <sighs> we should oh. tell Conrad. I hear right. he's also a werewolf. Oh, that Nick, one. Yeah. So explain the situation. Do they? They don't know. They don't know what. I, I the situation is leading to Conrad being... I'm sorry. I figured you left me out of it because I don't know. I maybe spent the decade killing corpse traders alongside vampires. Wait, I don't what? know. <laughs> I, mean, I knew Conrad was a werewolf because, 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 because me, and, me and Grove, we were the ones who tracked him and then we went away. Maybe we, should, we didn't want to watch that. Maybe we should be in a different room. <laughs> okay. Well, like from yes, her or from her? Are kind of like wide open. <laughs> Points from Stella to uh, what? Can I remember? Uh, uh, well, perhaps this part of the conversation shouldn't be in front of the child. They shouldn't uh, be in front of Stella. Yes, okay. I know. I corrected myself. Um, is is there somewhere to talk privately other than this room? <laughs> I think there was a private room. I mean, we no. could just bust down another room's you could, you door. Could go outside, go to a different room, and hope no one's in it. Those are your choices. Stella, basically. plug your ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. It's earmuffs. Don't worry too much about what we're saying at this moment, Stella. It's fine. Uh, that always works. So, oh, do you want to, Nick, or should I? She's looking to grow for clues now because he potentially knows more than her. They really don't know. He shrugs and gives like an uh, uh, the rock eyebrow of what? <laughs> and then he elbow drops one of us. No. <laughs> oh no, he can smell exactly what Danica's cooking. Oh dear. <laughs> this. Well, okay, let's get over this, and then I can. Sure. Yes. Do, Nick, you're better at speaking to people. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, hold on, let me. So, okay. Go back to I'm 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 going back to the old god grounds now, right? Um, in the very few classes on rhetoric that we received, I believe that it spoke on this exact subject, right? How to tell your traveling companions that uh, you've been sleeping in, around, or next to a ghoul collar for the Wait, past what? Month. In who's been sleeping in him? <laughs> what Nick? What are you talking about? Grimhold looks at Nick like, oh. Okay, maybe I think he was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> like, Illyria's yeah. like, what? I don't know what he get, gets up to. Well, anyway. I mean, as soon as Illyria, like, shouts at all, uh, Stella's head goes completely under the covers. Oh, good. Good. It's all right, Stella. She's She just makes loud sounds sometimes. Let's try to remain, if not civil, quiet. Big old blinks. Faustus has been making ghouls. He has been doing so as a secret weapon against our enemy, Maur. He has been doing so only with the corpses of the most vile criminals. That said, I honestly thought Conrad would have talked to all of you, <laughs> but I suppose he hasn't. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand. You know what? I've already unpacked this enough for myself for tonight. You were saying something, Grove. She's looking at Grove like, uh, we need to go hunt down a bitch. <laughs> Conrad did not tell me about this. Or, or me. me. Yeah. And I'm starting to think that he doesn't tell things unless he gets caught like a child's hand in a cookie jar. 
And I'm trying really hard to find a reason not to storm out that door and get rid of both of them right now. Because they're strong weapons against Maurer, and we can take care of them after they've done their part. Can we? Absolutely. We can, yes. Um, and by take care of them, I obviously mean... Kill them. No, send... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I look see that pointedly very... at the kid who's right fucking next to you, and then I look back to you. You mean the shivering lump of a bed? <laughs> Looking at Grimhild, like... Yeah, so, so I this one. I, I care about this child, but this is world changing right now. This, this yeah. one's super well. Could you come here for a moment, Lyria? <laughs> I would like to have a better room for this discussion, if possible. Yes. There's Get just stiffly. Such a room does not exist. Then we can go. I don't know. Is there that's anywhere uh, in town that's like not full of people? Hey, there's a burned down building we can go to. Yeah, it's surrounded by people. <laughs> for devils to come out, we can kill them. <laughs> There are a number of places that won't be super frequented at this time. I, there's nowhere you'd guarantee you'd be alone, though. Uh, I mean, other than maybe the burned wreckage of other buildings that burned just last night. We could go out onto the... Is there a balcony here, or is just kind of a porch that leads to stairs? Just kind of a porch that leads to stairs. Okay, we could go out on the porch if people could be trusted to keep their voices down. I am trying my hardest. She's, like, biting her lips, like... <laughs> Otherwise, we stay in here and we still keep our voices down. I would like free. I like the ability to speak freely but quietly. Fine. Yes. Would the child like to curl up with the dog? If she's a cat, I don't. I'm gonna walk over to the bed. (laughs) I'm gonna kneel down. I'm gonna say, Stella, I'm sorry that all of these loud people are in here. We'll be heading outside for a bit. Okay. It'll be all right. There's just a few things we're trying. To understand, and I'm all oh, fuck you, Max. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. It is most definitely not your fault. It is a man named Faustus's fault, and he shares the blame with a man named Conrad. Okay. Okay. You're perfectly fine. You're a wonderful little girl. You're a perfect little girl. I mean, let's not let's say for those expectations. expectations. <laughs> give her inflated notions of herself. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. There's a, there is a ruined self-esteem here that we need to build up. Yes, but you can't build it up by doing things that are patently false because perfection doesn't exist. <laughs> Ladies, and Grimhild's gonna, if like very softly, like give her like a, a pat on the shoulder, very softly. She inherently withdraws at first, but I know. Then just goes back to regular shivering. Okay, right. we'll be back short, or at least some of us will be back shortly, and we won't be crowded out. And we'll head outside. <laughs> the big question is whether you can say she's a perfect little girl in a zone of truth. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Illyria believes she to be perfect, so she will, yeah. <laughs> we know that's not true. Illyria <laughs> doesn't. Now, the zone of truth can block hyperbole. <laughs> well, let me put it this way. Is someone who has a big cut in them perfect at that moment? Perfection does not depict wholeness. This is, uh, you know, the classic little girl of Theseus problem. <laughs> Let's go outside and find out more heart-wrenching, world-changing ideas. Oh, yeah. All right. I thought so, a, a Eclipse phase is going to challenge that sort of notions. Good. <laughs> curiosity, did uh, Stella or anybody else pick up the doll of Stefan Moore? Stefan Moore? Yeah. She yeah, did. she took it with her, I think. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go to And I'm going to say... 
Yeah, I would prefer if we can use them in our fight against Shrevenara, despite his vileness. Faustus is a competent and powerful wizard. I believe that that strange young man, Victor, is also adept in the magical arts, and he seems to have an affinity for Faustus and may not help us alone if we should go. Conrad, despite being incredibly circumspect... Well, no, actually, in my experience, most Inquisitors are quite circumspect and untrustworthy, so... he. You'll get an argument from me. Despite the appearances of a generally just man, has made a number of decisions that call that into question. And also His judgment is certainly a little off. He's also also that. Maybe one has to do with the other. I mean, it could also be that he has was apparently friends with Faustus, uh, although that apparently the friendship was broken off sometime before the current. Uh, s- speaking to, they had. I don't. I I assume it's because of the rules, but who knows. So I would like to not take care of them just yet. Um, and yes, by take care of them, I mean kill them. Okay, so if we're tabling them... We're... To say that yeah. in front of a small, traumatized child. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was surprised. No, you were surprised. It's fine. I, uh, I, 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 got, a little, I got a little shouty when I learned. Um, yes. Not going to lie. I shot uh, when I learned. <laughs> I'm trying not to shout. Okay, so for tabling that, then next order of business is, of course, uh, crazy, uh, oh, the wait, female actually, crazy no, inquisitor. No, no. Kevin, just brings a good point. Sorry. What? I would not have put money that Grimhild would be arguing this, arguing when arguing for this. I eat no, waiting for later. Absolutely right, because he did something that shoots them in the fucking foot super hard. And he has so often let his emotion... No, she's saying this out loud. Um, actually, come to think of it... No, let's kill Faustus immediately. <laughs> he has done a number of things that he claims are sensical that are driven purely by his mad passion for his dead wife. He thinks that his grief is the only grief in this world and the only one that matters and that the only person who's been lost that is of import is this woman. And as wonderful as she is, she is a speck of sand. Yeah, she led my brother to his death. She's not a wonderful woman. Um, that being said. Grimhild. Good people lead a number of other good people to their deaths constantly. You can be good without being perfect. Grimhild? Yes? Did he help me because he wanted to use me? I do not think <sighs> he is a holy evil man. Angels above us. But but he said I was a good druid and I was powerful. Was he lying? I mean, no, no he wasn't lying. Yeah. As for good, you seem to have your heart in the right place, except when you're threatening to murder suitors. I, I wasn't going to murder him. I'm sorry, what? I assume it was a joke. There was a misunderstanding. Okay. I thought she was okay. bewed. <laughs> also, that we may have been out of character. Wait, you thought she was bewed? Yeah, I don't think Grimhild ever heard about sorry. that. I'm going to pretend that Grove and Grimhild gossip sometimes. <laughs> it's really, I misunderstood it's really after the events at the vineyard. I had Grimhild clear it up later. It was a big thing. It was a small thing. It's fine. Oh, Let's oh, okay. deal with the, the, the big uh, thing anyway, now. Yes. So, yeah, she almost uh, had an Italian one. Get it. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so the reason I changed my thoughts on this is that Faustus sent one of his pets uh, specifically the corpse of um, the lady of the house that we just burned down. Uh, 
with some sort of message that we're going to, I guess, attempt to murder Mauer, the thing we were trying to, you know, keep under wraps until the last moment when we we're going to spring it on him with a number of sharp things. Wait, and- wait, wait, a, second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Yes. Conrad told me that the only reason that this was even a thing in the first place, and I disagree with this still, but like I can understand how he could make this wrong judgment, but he said, okay, like this happened because it could help, but it's not going to help if he knows that one, one of us is a ghoul caller and two, that, that we are willing to tolerate that in service of this. Yes. Like that's also if do we, okay, right. Wait, I don't know that Conrad killed her. So I think that she might still be a vampire. (laughs) doesn't matter. Anyway. Okay. That said, if the fact that he's willing to make these sorts of... Honey, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Grimmel looks like, whoa, what? (laughs) Grimmel pulls out a Winnie the Pooh-esque jar of honey, offers it around. Oh, okay. (laughs) Grove suddenly turns into an old southern gentleman. (laughs) Now, honey, I swear. That's a whole beehive that he tears open. I was saving this for just this moment. The stings make me happy. <laughs> anyway. The only thing that uh, I can feel anymore. But yes, the fact that he would act in passion so drastically to throw away one of uh, our assets. Yeah. Makes I mean, it's a filthy, disgusting ace in the hole, but it is an ace in the hole nonetheless. Precisely. And to throw that away because he was angry at the... Understandably angry. Uh... At the lady. That reminds me, I need to talk to a couple of gentlemen who live in that house. But that's that's for a later date, like in an hour or so, after I've had a couple drinks. So, also the fact that he believes that his fury is the only that is righteous. Oh, everyone thinks that. Illyria looks up at Grove, like, teary-eyed and everything. Was I just an asset to him? No, he throws away assets. Would, would he have thrown away? <laughs> I can't. He doesn't laugh, but goddamn. All right. He's, I, a, he's a man consumed by grief. Don't take what he says and what he does is the same thing. I'm still trying to figure out why... <sighs> we don't handle ghoul callers well where I'm from. Shakes head very vigorously. We don't handle anybody dealing with the dead at all. Exact. Yes. No, I understand. This is the first ghoul caller I've traded more than two words with. Those words are usually die and then good. We're not exactly trading that last one. True. I offered them. That said, because I forced him to concede the fact that we would only use the corpses of terrible criminals, that we would then have an asset that we could deploy. He has thrown away the element of surprise. He has shown us to be lax and permissive. Permiss- yes, thank you. I don't usually talk this much. And yes, I, I'm not certain if Conrad is just a man who's been worn down by years of handling this sort of evil and the fact that his friend was taking part of it, he felt that perhaps he should permissive I know, this this might be a thing the the inquisitor currently lording over this town 
No, we're kicking around. Just fine to have a devil in in the morning. Devil spawned, devil joined man in her service. She she strikes me as an outsider trying to take hold of something doesn't control. I'm fine with kicking her out. Yes. She Uh, scares me. I'll rally the people as a fellow Stensian and we will have her leave one way or the other. That said. Well, whatever. Anyway. Um, what else? Well, then again, he might be dead. I don't know if Conrad killed him or not. I was going to strike him down myself if I didn't walk away. And so if I assume Conrad, I know Conrad, he is probably, Faustus is probably off doing some more goo calling, and Conrad is off weeping in the corner about being unable to do what was necessary. <sighs> I don't condone this. I'm sure you, you don't understand me. that. The the cool calling. I'm stating my opinion. I don't my condone it statement. None of us condone the ghoul. Well, you kind of condone the ghoul calling. You said it was okay if it was criminals, I, which I accepted begrudgingly because it would mean losing a powerful magical force that we could deploy against a greater evil and then take care of once it was exhausted fighting that evil. I, I want Illyria. Them. Illyria, you have shown no signs to me that you are evil. Perhaps young and naive. You seem to want the best for people, and I appreciate that. Yes? How old's yes. Grimhild? What? How old's Grimhild? She's actually not much. I think she's like 20. Illyria is older than her. <laughs> yeah. Illyria is 25. Oh my god. <laughs> well, to be fair, Grimhild is 23 in Stensian. It is Stensian years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> could go gray and the three. <laughs> she already has almost silver hair. Um. Uh. Okay. Yes. So it's funny that she's talking to you like this, but no, for real, like she's seen some shit. What do you? Want? Well, yeah. No, I just I thought that I thought she was younger than Alaria, which is why I was like, wait, 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 wait. Need to check this for a second. Yeah, I mean, like in age, she's twenty-one. In cynicism, she's like seventy-three. <laughs> I um, mean, yeah. That said, at least part of our relationship is that you are a useful asset. Well, yeah, but I'm not okay. only that. Indeed. Assets and relationships grow out of a good hunting party. It's working fine. Okay, anyway, so are we agreed that we should kill Faustus? Yes. I would like for him to at least pay respects to the bodies and the spirits before we murder him. He's not going to do that. I will the force him to do that and then kill myopic. him. <laughs> he is myopic and mad and... And completely unreasonable at this point. He believes he can do no wrong while elbow deep in a corpse. Do we destroy the body so he doesn't get the blessed sleep? No. No. Okay. Well, the last thing we need is a Faustus Geist. <laughs> Faustus. He comes back as a Geist, and I'll take care of that as well. Well, that's what happens when you leave a, when you don't leave a body, right? Otherwise, they'd cremate everybody. Well, yes, but also like sometimes you turn to ghosts anyway. Fair. Um. <clears throat> all right. The other thing I would like, the thing I was originally going to tell you before we found out that one of, at least you two weren't aware of the whole ghoul thing. I, <laughs> like, you see something weird. It's hard to put a finger on what exactly is happening. But, like, you realize for a second that Grimhild looks like he's, like, not absolutely resolved on something. <laughs> Oh god, that's a horrifying expression for me. Yes. Valeria sort of raised a finger for a minute. Like it's, I it's like a glitch in a video game where the bones go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know 
your face I, could do that. <laughs> I think I saw Irina today. What? Maybe. Uh, did you stop by the jail? No. I was going to get uh, Stella another steak, and I saw dark black-red hair running past with someone with very pale blonde hair. I mean, the blonde hair is everywhere, but her hair is fairly distinct. What? It is. Uh, no, you didn't see Irina, because Irina is in jail, which is part of the issue with the Inquisitor. Um, oh, no, no, no. Which way were they leaving? Points. How long ago? Uh, Max, how long ago was it? Better part of an hour now? Like, at least yeah, half an hour? Go. Yeah, that. Better part of an oh. hour ago? So oh. are they headed towards the gate? Is that it, Max? East gate, yes. Is, okay, I'm guessing towards... Is it towards course. the manor? Yeah, that's the direction of the manor. Oh, oh, Grim, this is just like four years ago, isn't it? Oh, no. Um, God damn it. The, this let's, is a beautiful moment where both Elyria and Susan are oblivious to what's going on. Uh, oh, our, our background tie is that we uh, met fighting a alter ego. Cool, cool. Um, not precisely. Uh, she leaps off the balcony. I don't know how high it is. Maybe she runs up the stairs, like towards. It, the it's, it's faster to go down towards the stairs because it goes in that direction anyway. Yeah, like I'm booking it towards the jail. Yeah. All right, Grimhild just barrels down the stairs and uh, goes off down the street. Just a night without secrets would be great. Uh, Nick, I'm going to ask you something when things calm down. But until then, I think we should follow. We can run and talk. Run madly and talk. Oh, God. Wait. They're, oh, she's going to the jail. Oh, Nick just fucking bolts. <laughs> Do you go now? Important question. Does Nick run past her? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, looks at Grove. Do we go? Uh, opens door to grab the dog, and then yeah, they'll just run. Well, should we leave you with Stella? I think the ravens here are good enough for protection. Nod. Okay, run. All right, so we're gonna cut away from this. <laughs> Conrad. Hey. You were uh, looking out to try and find the silversmith. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, you managed to find the shop well enough again. Um, you don't see much light on in it except one coming from the second story. Um, it seems relatively faint, maybe a candlelight. It's at a time where most of the stores and shops are closed. I will knock on the door. Okay. Um, you knock loudly, and you can hear a few sounds of shuffling from upstairs. And you watch as the light trails down from frosty window to the frosty window in front and uh door is opened and you can see in not nearly as professional of dress the uh same silversmith who worked with you before and oh inquisitor uh, i i is calm down something else you need like your axe is doing well yes yes it's it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful actually excellent excellent um what uh, brings you here this time of night well i'd rather not uh ask your help if i don't need to but i was going to ask your advice all right. As you know, I'm a blacksmith. What would it take? You mentioned. What would it take for me to create a staff that could be used to channel arcane energy? That's something far outside my level of expertise, but uh, the right book, really. Prayers are similar. Larger scale, more silver. Good sturdy wood. Do you know where I might find such a book? <laughs> few places about. I don't possess one myself. I'm certain the uh, 
there's any books on magic, they would be at the Baroness's Manor here. Um, and I hear the, uh, the Bitterhearts down south have access to just about everything. I see. That's about the best I can do for you in, in the Outland Valleys. If you wanted anything better, you'd have to go further inland. I presume you need it shortly, or else you wouldn't welcome me. Yes, I suppose so. I hate to ask, but do you perhaps have the raw silver? Hey, bless silver? Yes, I can get that to you, of course. I don't have much left, but I, of course, anything to help you. I, um, I would appreciate it, and I will pay you whatever price I can. Of, of course. Uh, how much do you need? Um, Enough to make a proper arcane focus for a proper wizard. I don't know how much that is, but I'll give you a sizable amount. I see. Okay, give me a moment. And, uh, and he and so opens up. Yes. Thank you. This is very important to me. Of course, Inquisitor. Of course. It's uh, a, would you like a, to step inside? Of course. You see, this is a wel- a welcome back gift for a friend. Oh. I can understand the emergency, then. It seems much less hazardous than many of the things that have happened around here recently. Yes, you think. There's a bustles behind the counter, and you hear him rummaging through some things. I'm surprised you're meeting any friends out this far. They do seem to be farther and further between. Stencia's never had much hospitality for even the people who live in it. Which makes them all the more important, don't you think? Yes, I suppose so. He comes back. Something to be cherished. Uh, Yes. I guess that's true. He uh, folds, uh, takes a bag and kind of tilts it over so you can see inside. There's um, a couple, not exactly ingots. Um, I mean, there is one ingot, but there's a few other smaller pieces in there. Um, as all pieces of uh, blessed silver are vitally important, um, that getting rid of any excess extra pieces is not worth it. So saving onto them is important. Um, so I think this should be enough. Um, How much do you ask for it? I that much uh fifty sons. Uh it's a sonic gold piece. Yes. You have a deal. In fact, sixty. I have caused you no end of grief. I he like kind of bites his tongue. <laughs> Thank you. Well, he'll fish out the sixty sons and hand them. Yes, yes. Uh of course. Uh and he hands over the bag as well. I wish you Luck and a good reunion. Thank you. Angels watch over you. And you as well. And then uh, head out of there dreading how much it's actually going to suck to work silver as a werewolf blacksmith. (laughs) Yeah, it's not great. Um, I'll get some gloves. I probably uh, had gloves anyway. (laughs) I I gotta ask a question to all of you. Both the coming scenes are good, but I need to ask, should I do them in order of dramatics or order of chronological? Usually dramatics. Okay. Fastest. Yeah. It is not an early night for you. Uh, You head out. The nighttime is not an early one for you, and you wander out on the road, taking the horse that you stole. It's not exactly a quick trek and not exactly an easy one either. There's a few times where you have to give wide berths to creatures and other things that plague the night, avoiding the sounds of wolves and steering outside the ways of wayward boars. But eventually, past Moore Estate, past the moss-covered bridges, past the many pieces of forest, you find yourself out back by Shadowgrange again. You find something there. You don't reach the village proper yet. On the way, you see an immense glow. A wall of blue and tinged with white 
snaking up the road. You can see it's almost half a mile away. You would have seen it sooner were it not for the forest and turns in the road. It illuminates the night. As you draw closer, the horse pulling you in, you can start picking them out. Shapes of people. Humans at one point, but many of them, large, small, broad, women, men, many of them armored, many of them bearing arms at their side, some of them having turned to chains connecting them, almost seeming to rise up into the sky, some of them bound by pieces of cloth, some of them turning into wisps before your eyes, fraying apart at the seams and edges of their forms. A procession, tens, maybe hundreds of people walking in a line, side by side, in a vast group flowing up the road. They head in the direction you're coming from as it's the only entrance to town. What do you do? He'll pull to the side of the road, just an arm's reach from the edge of the procession and look down into it and watch, watch for the only face that he expects to know here. Okay. You watch and watch and it is not precisely pleasant. Obviously the wait is tense every moment cold. You see geist after geist pass by, ignoring you entirely. A procession entirely set on walking ahead, some in charge, some in uh, almost prison-like crawl. There are many shapes, people that look like people, people that have gone and stopped being long ago, some disfigured, some alarmingly whole, but it's quiet. There's little sound but that of a stiff breeze. You keep watching as it flows up the road, this procession, this parade. You start seeing more people that look like people. More people bearing armor. More people wearing the tabards and equipment of the Church of Addison. More Cathars. There is an enormous procession of them, a huge section. Standing not quite in Legion, but in some sort of formation. They move forward. Many of these seeming almost still like people. And you look amongst them. The patterns on the clothing shining out very similar. And there's not exactly what you're looking for, for better or worse. You see people move by, and you do see faces you recognize, just not the one you were hunting for. You see men and women, a couple of them. You didn't really know many of the people that Arcelia took with her, but you saw some of them. You met them on occasion. The church is a family of sorts, and she was more than happy to have you know the people that worked alongside her that she kept as trusted allies. And all the ones that you met, all the ones you know went with her. You see them trail by. You see Andres, still stiff-haired, bristly beard. He was happy to be there alongside her at any given point in time. Not exactly a right-hand man, but someone willing to defend her. Someone who followed her actions and was more than happy to go alongside the crusade. You see Danya. She also was fiery of sorts. She was a wizard, one that properly had supposedly descended from the blood of angels. She'd been trained uh, healing magics and those also of holy fire. She would have done the best to defend. These were competent people. Everyone here seemed to be competent people as far as you could tell. And yet they march by and eventually are followed by stragglers of things that aren't Cathars anymore. A few stray folks in armor, a few people that are just peasants. This immense line, this great worm of spirits of the dead. They pass by and wind up the road towards Moor Estate. 
What do you do? As Andre and Danya pass by, he does the sign of Avison, just watching and waiting for the whole procession if he has to. It takes a while, but it dwindles. Depending on how many hours it takes. It was a few. You were here for a while, even before they showed up. But eventually it dwindles, and you don't see her face. Not a curiosity, do you ever notice anybody that looks like Nick? Roll me a perception check. Eight. You're not sure. Nefalian blood is strong, and it stands out, and you notice a few people like that. Definitely among the group of many soldiers at once. Um, there were at least three. You can't be certain. You don't know what his brother looked like, and you, you know, genetics aren't simple matter. Yeah. It's, it dwindles. There's still people going by, but it's so thin that it's not really a procession anymore. Yeah, he'll keep uh, walking down the road toward the source. Toward where they came from? Yeah. It takes you a while, but you end up back in Shadowgrange, stepping through the damp soil, walking through the streets. You can still hear, even at this late, that pervasive crying. But you continue, and you find your way up to the church where you killed your first vampire, or at least your first one here, and find in the graveyard outside the last spirit emerging free and drifting down the road. The same man that you laid to rest there. He'll watch quietly, watching to see if the spirit has any seeming recognition of Faustus. Doesn't seem to. He moves by in a haze almost. A rich azure blue. Does the church have a bell? It does. He'll tie up uh, his horse somewhere, probably in the main, uh, right outside the main door of the church anyway. Okay. Or if they have a stable, he'll tie it up there. They don't, but they have a post. Okay. Yeah, he'll tie it to the post, head into the church, go up to the bell tower, lock the door behind him, and finally lie down and fall asleep. Okay. We will rewind a little bit of time. And back in Palos, a few miles away. Grimhild and Nick. Well, Nick first. You sprint down the road at high pace, the sound of stones and dirt flying free under your feet, the clapping of wetness against the ground. You push through. It takes you a few minutes to get there. Nick, you are considerably faster than anyone else you know. You are a sprinter. You train to be so. And you find yourself at the door of the prison of sorts, and you push it open. Well, you go to it first, at least. But before even you do, you notice something imminently wrong. There's no mirror on the door. I mean, like as he's running through, he will like like his you know his head tracks that for a bit. He's like, what in the and then just keeps going because that means. And as as you turn back to look into the room, you see that man you spoke to earlier, the one who seemed bored and tired, pale and splayed out against his chair, and what you can only assume is in his blood written on the wall. I have her now, Grimhild. You arrive there a moment later. I think she punches a wall very hard. You punch it, and a series, uh, one of the shelves next to it uh, has a couple of coats, uh, well, hooks, have a couple of coats that fall off the side. One of the braced weapons on the wall scatters and cling, 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 onto the quiet ground. She checks to see if the other two are following. The Illyrian Grove follow? I have to get donuts, sorry. Yes, yes, we're following. Okay, yeah, they are. Yeah, we bolted. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting, the message isn't big. It's small, almost fingertip written. But there's not much blood elsewhere. God damn it. Sorry, that was Josh, not 
Uh, Grimhild, because Grimhild doesn't believe in any gods or angels. <laughs> no gods or kings. So. Well, while she was here, I wasn't happy with it, but I at least took heart in the fact that even if she was being treated, she was at least safe. As safe as she can be, given the circumstances. But this Inquisitor can even do that right. I'm going to tell you what I was going to tell you earlier. Then we're going to drag that Inquisitor out of this town. And then we are going to Mallor's estate. No, we mustn't let this get to us. It's happened. Let this have the outcome he wants it to have. So I'll tell you what I want to do right now. And that's go there myself. I might. I had a sister, Elsa, my twin. On the night of the assault on Mauer's estate, I was there to kill her. Twin sister. Huh? She was turned. We had been hunters before then. She was taken from that. Up until recently, my entire driving purpose was to bring her to blessed state. But that damnable angel. Yeah. Please, I ask that if we encounter her, you do not kill her. I'll drag her there myself if I have to. And I understand this is selfish beyond reason. Yeah, and beyond reason, pretty much sums it up. She's welling up like, I know there should be nothing that separates her life from any of the others I've taken. That it's just another vampire. That accursed angel told me that it's possible to get her back. And I find my resolve waning. I know you always haven't had the highest opinion of but uh, I understand. I mean, for me, it just makes me, like, I don't know what happened to Jackie. But if we go there and he's hanging out, you know, as a vampire I'd want him dead more than anything because that's not that's not Jackie anymore. That's some sick fucking thing wearing his skin like a suit. And I think it's obvious that we're apparently not important enough for that angel. <laughs> I think that was made abundantly clear to us. So I'll tell you what. I mean, no, I won't seek her out, but if she tries to kill me, I'm not gonna hold back. I think you could I think you could think better of me than that. That's all. Grove will put up reassuring, like, hand on Grim Grimhild's shoulder. I'm going to get Conrad. You do what you must. <sighs> and divorce the fact she's family from your judgment. I've been doing that for years now. I you have been ready for so long before hope managed to seep in in all its cursedness. <sighs> Do you think I... What? I've been seeking her to put an end to her. I'm telling this to reassure you. I know hope is painful. And I just want you... To understand that sometimes it needs to be let go. I'll let it go when that angel tries it and it fails. And then I'll kill her myself. My sister, not... Maybe both. Probably just my sister. I'm going to get Conrad. Elyria, will you come with me? Yeah. At the very least, if it comes to it, I'll kill her. He'll just... He's not good with people, much less upset people. Just awkward tap and walk out. Yeah, or just sort of nods at them and follows him. That wasn't a request. I'll stand by your... You know me. I'll do what I need to, and I will follow the rules. I follow the rules as necessary. If I fall, you can kill her. Fine. But not until then. Larry is tugging on Grove's arm so that his lack of people skills don't get him killed. Fine. Grimhild's not going to kill him. No, she's upset, and Grove doesn't know how to deal with upset people, which makes yeah, this yeah. entire party hard to deal with. 
so mad. That stupid angel. Yo, fuck that angel. For real. Do you two leave? The yeah. Grove and Grimhill? Yeah. I'm not Grimhill, but Grove and Leary. Nick, what do you do? So in the meantime, <laughs> while they find Conrad, shall we pay a visit to the Inquisitor? I think so. Good. <laughs> and I'll call an end to the session. What a cheery setting this is. Dum, dum, dum. Grimhild for VIP. <laughs> uh, questions, comments, concerns. MVP. And VIP. <laughs> Very important puncher of walls. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Any other questions, comments, concerns? No, I think we're good. I am good for now. Oh. <laughs> All right. I well, just... we'll bit adieu to you for now and get back to this spicy drama next time. I just oh, wait, wait, wait. James says one. Oh, oh no no no! Okay. He's saying we're missing one piece of the promise. Yeah, it's oh, at the okay, person. It's gonna be awesome. Well, it's it's in the manor, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the crypt is underneath in the crypt. It's like under in the yeah. grounds of the manor. Yeah, the we're we're gonna scripts. use uh, we were gonna use you know little Harry Potter there to uh, cloak us in order to get in. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, but stopping the broadcast. All right, you have a good night.